Wyman and Bob. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports. Well, this was an easy choice, Dave. We talked about who we'd like to talk to from the Seahawks team, and we were looking at that defense, and such a, such a big day for a lot of people out there, but none bigger than this guy. In fact, they want a statue of him out there in front of AT&T Stadium. They might have to put one in front of Lumen Field for this guy. <laughs> talk about huge back-to-back plays that led to a victory. Trey Brown is with us on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline. How are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're, we're right. doing great. Uh, con- congratulations on the win, first of all. And second of all, to have those two plays back-to-back on the road in front of a hostile building like that, just just take us through what that felt like. The sack followed by the pick six. Man, it felt good to go out there and be able to contribute uh, so late in the game when uh, the defense had needed a stop. And uh, I know my number were called on both of those times, and I had to just, you know, go make those plays. And, man, it just – just to see our sideline just gain so much momentum, you know, and the offense go do what they do, man, and it just it just felt really good. Yeah, so, Trey, uh, you talked about being uh, maybe Reginald. I called you that yesterday, but that doesn't really rhyme. Big play Trey is, uh, is much catchier, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I got that in uh, I got that in college, you know. So I'm sure you guys know that. So, I mean, it's just it's just been following me, you know. I know when I my first game in the league, some big I made some big plays, and then it's like now it's just it's just following me. So I guess I'm gonna just embrace that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing because you know Bob talked about the big you know the Big Twelve championship game, and I went through it with you the other day. But I think it was Texas, Baylor, then Iowa State. You picked off Brock Purdy uh, in the Iowa State game, and just. I don't know. I mean, do you just grind away at what you're supposed to do and the big plays just come? Or is it just like, hey, in big moments, I rise to the occasion? What does that kind of feel like? Like, I mean, it, you make those kinds of plays for a lot of people. They make them maybe once every, you know, two years. And it seems like you, you're making them all the time. Yeah, man, it's just, it's, hey, um, big time players make big time plays, you know, so it's like, I want to be that big-time player, you know, whenever my, my team needs to stop and you know, I get the opportunity, that's something that, you know what I'm saying, I thrive on. So it's like when you look at me and you, you know what I'm saying, you come at me, just know I'm going to try to, you know, get over on you before you can get over on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just like, hey, I got to make that play. So, hey, I'm going to do everything I can to make this play. Well, I, I'm sure you've heard this stat now, but I'm wondering if you knew this before the game and in, in, in your preparation for, for that offense and Jared Goff that he hadn't thrown an interception in 383 pass attempts. He was 30 away from the NFL record. I don't know if you guys talked about that before the game, but now that you know, how much more satisfying is it to be the one to end that streak for him? Hey, man, look at God. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, 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 was, he was amazing out there, you know, as you can see. And, um, yeah, we didn't really talk about that. You know, we wasn't really focused on – I'm sure he wasn't really focused on it either. He, you know, it's hard not to try, try to focus on something like that, you know, when everybody's bringing that to your attention. But uh, we weren't really focusing on that. We was really just focusing on making the play and trying to get out that hostile environment. And so that play had came, and it was just like, dang, more so his streak got snapped, but more so importantly, the defense came away with a, a big-time play that we needed. So, Trey, yesterday morning I went down to get some coffee down in the uh, in the meal room there, and I saw the uh, assistant coaches out there when you get off the elevator screaming and yelling. And, I mean, they, it seemed like you guys really made a point of just, like, we're going to go into this hostile arena here where everybody's wearing their ski masks, which I hardly saw any. 
uh, and then, you know, it just kind of take it away from them. I mean, it seems like that was kind of the plan, and Pete did a good job getting you guys all fired up to, to win that game. Of course. You know, it started it started, um, it started Monday. You know, uh, it started uh, actually Wednesday, you know. Well, Monday you come back in the building. You know, uh, we're getting ready for preparation. And, you know, we put the pads on on, um, <clears throat> we put the pads on, on Wednesday. Bobby brought the team up. So that really just sharpened our, uh, sharpened our focus up. You know, we're going into a hostile environment. The coaches, everybody was prepared. Everybody was ready, laser focused. And uh, we knew what we had to do. You know, we had to win this game, and uh, that's what we went out and did. So uh, we thank those guys, thank Bobby, all the leaders for bringing us up, you know, and getting everybody back on the same page, you know, because whatever happened last week, that was last week. You know, it's a long season. Anything can happen, and we control our own destiny. So as far as the week went, you know, you you guys move on quickly. Wednesday you start looking at film of the other team, so you got to forget about what happened last week. How did you feel just overall the defense played in this game? I mean, you obviously had a great day, but just defense in general, how would what grade would you give the defense? You know, we always uh, strive to be better. You know, there's a lot of things that uh, we could have did, and we, uh, we're we going to look back on that and realize we missed some players out there. But uh, we came out with the win. We made plays. We forced turnovers. Uh, we did what we were supposed to do. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're looking to improve every week. So that's what we're going to do. That's what we focus on. Yeah, and uh, and Trey, as far as uh, going into that building, I mean, being on the road, it was pretty loud there, and they were fired up, and that team, you know, with Dan Campbell and all the leadership and everything, that's got to, to me, it was always so much fun going on the road, and like, quieting a stadium was actually better, I thought, than, you know, being at home and having the, the, the fans cheering, and that, that place got pretty quiet, that had to have, uh, you guys had to have taken a lot of pride in that. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, um, it, it feels it feels so much more better when I'd say when you're on the road. You know what I'm saying? Because road games are always the hardest to win. So uh, you go in someone else's home. Everybody you know is they just came off of a good win with the Chiefs. You know, at their place. You know, the Chiefs is a pretty loud team. You know, their their crowd is very loud as well. And so these guys they had all the momentum going in, and. Uh, you know, all the mad, the, everybody had the ski mask. So, you know, everybody was there. You know, you got some legends going, uh, legends was in the building. Uh, so, you know, nobody wanted to lose that game. And so for us to go out there and just grit down to all the way to the end, the overtime, and just come out with that win, man, it just it just felt so much more sweeter. You, you bring up the ski mask, and we saw some pictures from the Seahawks locker room after the game. Uh, there might have been a ski mask or two in there. Did you guys get those before the game, or is somebody in the stands Listen. threw one out? Where'd those come from? Listen, I couldn't even tell you where we got it from or where he got it from. I don't even know where that came from, but all I know is it was just it was it was, it was perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, that- I, I, go ahead, Bob. Well, I was just going to say stuff like that. You hear about it before the game, and we were talking about it, hearing stories that Amazon is sold out and it was going to be this big thing. Is that something that you guys use as inspiration at all that you point to and go, okay, all right, you guys do what you need to do, and we're going to ruin your day? Uh, you know, uh, like I said, you know, we, we more so worry about ourselves. We see it, you know what I'm saying, but we don't really talk about it, you know, at the end of the day because – it's all about the last laugh, not the first laugh, you know? And so uh, we're not – that's that's not the, the focal point of the, the the focus that we need to be focused on. We need to be focused on winning that game. So, But now we got the win, you know, you can do whatever with that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Trey, you know, you talked about Bobby and, you know, 
got a chance to talk to him a little bit about how he brought everybody together there right before, you know, the the overtime period and everything. But but what about Gino? I mean, I know he's on the other side of the ball, but I mean, he he what a great game he had. I mean, he was just so accurate. And then there were a lot of things that went south. Tell us a little bit about Gino's leadership, even though he's an offensive player, just in general. Man, like I tell people, I got to work out with Gino this summertime. You know, spent a week, week, uh, week and a half with him and uh, DK out there in California. And uh, I got to pick uh, Gino's brain to see how he prepares, what he does throughout the day. You know what I'm saying? Waking up at 5 a.m. to go work out. Man, he's, he, he does everything off the field. And it, it's no surprise that he has so much success right now because you see it. Uh, Coming on the field, and it's like, man, he's just—he's very—he's very vocal. He speaks, you know. Everybody listen because he's been through it all. He's been through adversity. He's been through a lot of those things. But what thing you can say is he's consistent. When his time came, you know, he went out there and showed everybody who he was because he always stayed ready. So that's a guy you want to uh, listen to. That's a guy you want to learn from because he's been through the whole fire, and it's just—just just amazing. Trey, do you feel like you are, are back to where you need to be physically, mentally? I mean, you, you got off to a great start in your rookie year, and then injuries happened, and then last year was kind of a disjointed year for everybody. So it just feels like it's kind of start, stop, start, stop. Do you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm where I need to be? Yeah, I'm, I, like I said, I can always be better. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't want to hang my hat on. Yeah, this is I'm satisfied with where I am because I know as a player I want to be, you know, perfect at every level. But you you can't be perfect. But I want to be as uh, the best player I can be. But you know, without the injuries, you know, me just now getting back on the field after almost well, I could say two years, man, I'm I'm chopping at the bit. You know what I'm saying? And it's slowly, slowly but surely, I tell you that. Keep working, Trey. You look great, yes, man. Sir. Defense looks great, and uh, nice win there, man. Congratulations. Yes, Thank Trey. you, guys. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much for the time, man. We appreciate it. All right, anytime. Hear Wyman and Bob every afternoon, 2 to 7.